2: With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. The wildfires keep burning in California. More than 1,000 square miles burned in just one location. And more lightning is predicted today. President Trump has issued a disaster declaration in an effort to help.
3: As the fires continue to rage in California, the White House announced that the president declared a major disaster exists in the state. The declaration orders federal aid to California in the areas affected by the wildfires. Federal assistance can be used for various expenses, including grants for temporary housing and home repairs, and low-cost loans to cover uninsured property losses.
2: White House correspondent Greg Clugston. Tropical Storm Marco, now Hurricane Marco, in the Gulf of Mexico and expected to strike the coast of Louisiana as early as tomorrow. Another tropical storm is coming later. This is SRN News.
0: The past few months have spurred necessary conversations about race and justice in America and whether or not we're tackling these issues honestly. On September 17th, we're bringing together Larry Elder and Candace Owens to help us navigate these turbulent times and come to a greater understanding of the real issues we face. Join us live for Unbiased, Unvarnished Truth Behind Race in America. Get your tickets today at am1280thepatriot.com. Unbiased is brought to you by Roof to Deck Decoration, the Christmas light,
4: people. You can sign up right now at am1280thepatriot.com for your chance to win our $2,500 back-to-school shopping spree. And if you're selected, we'll also gift $2,500 to your school. And our back-to-school sweepstakes is supported by TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Just past 1 o'clock on this Sunday afternoon here in the Twin Cities, take a look at your forecast from the Homestead Road Weather Center. Sunny today in a high of 87. And we got our one Brad Carlson in studio right now here on The Patriot.
6: You can check out my blog at bradparlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to send a message via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show, hashtag NarnShow, with any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And yes, the rumor is true back. Safely ensconced in the Patriot bunker, we have plexiglass all around us, and of course, we've are all we we've been socially distant before socially distance, distancing was cool, uh, with the uh, board op in the other room entirely, uh, but whenever we're banding about outside of our respective studios, uh, we're donning our masks. Yes, we are. Yeah, we're, we're taking all the necessary precautions, and we hope you are too, and we hope you are staying safe uh, as you are out and about um, living your lives. Uh, But it's great to be back in the bunker. I was actually back last weekend, but uh, Mitch and I swapped broadcasts. Uh, I filled in for him Saturday. He, for me, last Sunday. So this is the first Sunday show I've done in the Patriot Bunker literally since early April. So we're talking four and a half months uh, since I've been behind this microphone for my uh, Sunday show. But uh, glad to be back. You know, like I say, (laughs) it feels a little different given that we have the plexiglass kind of all around the, the different microphones here but again you know it's part of the precautions we certainly understand it but we certainly hope again that you all are staying safe and uh that you check out am1280thepatriot.com for any events coming up uh virtual events you heard about the virtual event with uh Larry Elder and uh, Candace Owens coming up uh go to am1280thepatriot.com to check that out but as soon as it's humanly possible we are going to have live in person events and uh, it will be it, they will be forthcoming so uh Definitely keep uh, tabs at am1280thepatriot.com for all of that. Uh, kind of breaking up the show a little bit, doing some local stuff this first hour, and then getting to some national news, including the Democrat National Convention that took place this past week. And, of course, the Republican National Convention will be coming up uh, this week. So a uh, big couple of weeks. I There's probably not going to be the... Typical convention bounces that either of the presidential candidates will get, simply because there just isn't the aura that surrounds uh, the same aura that surrounds a virtual convention. So, but again, we'll get to that in the second hour. But I do want to talk uh, a little bit about the Black Lives Matter protest that took place last weekend. Now, uh, last Saturday, when I filled in for Mitch, I had on Kyle Hooten of Alpha News. And we were just going over a lot of the stories that he had been covering recently. And so I just as he was, you know, as we were wrapping up the interview, I kind of said, well, Kyle, what you know, what what can we expect uh, for newsworthy items coming up? Anything in particular you're working on, you want to tease a little bit. And he had said, well, as we speak right now, there is a group of Black Lives Matter protesters going over to the home of Bob Kroll, who is the Minneapolis Police Federation president. Basically, the police uh, police union, and I says, "Oh, okay," and he says, "Yeah, um, one of my colleagues with Alpha News is going to be posting video at the Alpha News Facebook page. Be sure to be sure to tune in." It's like, okay, that was the first I had heard of it. Now, obviously, I think the Black Lives Matter folks, I think they maybe have made it public. I'm not sure where they put something out. Say, "Hey, mate here," and then we're going to go up to to Hugo where Bob Kroll lives. So uh, I will. Uh, Read from the uh, Pioneer Press story that uh, reported on it. There was uh, obviously significant backlash that occurred uh, in the couple of days following. Uh, A Minnesota House candidate from St. Paul who on Saturday spoke at a Black Lives Matter protest in front of Minneapolis Police Federation President Bob Kroll's home in Hugo is facing backlash for his fiery rhetoric. In videos circulating on social media, John Thompson, a DFL-endorsed candidate for House District 67A, threatened to burn Hugo and said, Blue lives ain't crap. Uh, He also appears to yell at young white girls watching from an open garage, calling them racist MFers. So basically people just milling about at their homes. Probably not, you know, Hugo isn't exactly a very high volume suburb in terms of traffic it just isn't and so when a bunch of people converge upon somebody's home that's probably going to garner a little attention and inevitably people are going to watch incredulously from their garage as if to say what's going on and then just for watching from their garage they're called racist damn efforts on monday thompson said he was getting death threats and declined an interview out of concern for his family's safety when people are calling my family and telling my family they are going to pull a bullet put a bullet in my son's head i'm not in a space to talk to the press he said uh okay so the given the threats of burning down the city of hugo um you could probably be a little empathetic that people were probably feeling a little threat themselves now again no excuse if that's what happened for threatening john thompson's family what he he and his some of his cohorts did may have crossed a line but to threaten his family bring his family into it don't do that okay you're 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 becoming what you're criticizing in that standpoint so if you know i get it the these are this is a very politically charged uh tense issue we're dealing with but if you're going to take it there where you're threatening your political opponent's family and again i get it uh what they did was probably over the line, but that,
4: again, you're becoming what you criticize. Don't do that. I just don't understand how anybody's going to vote for this guy now. Like, how, how how do you see somebody like that go put on a scene like that and have any confidence that they are oh, going to lead yeah. office? I'm going to po- get, get, okay. oh, gotcha. get to that
6: next segment. But okay. you, you're exactly right. Well, first of all, it's in District 67A east side of St. Paul where a wind-up set of chattering teeth could run as a Democrat and get about 55% of the vote. That's just how it is. OK, but that's an excellent point. And yeah, there is there's some anecdotal uh, evidence of some dissatisfaction uh, with Mr. Thompson, whether that means they're going to uh, not vote for him, vote for a third party. Yeah, that's that's an excellent segue. And that's something we're going to want to get into in the next segment. But I'll continue reading from this Pioneer Press story. Uh, the DFL party condemned his speech as inflammatory and hurtful in a statement Sunday, we expect our candidates and elected officials to live up to our highest values when they represent our DFL party, said DFL Chair Ken Martin. The Minnesota DFL does not condone any rhetoric which is violent, hateful, or inflammatory. And good not well, you know, kudos to Ken Martin, but this isn't a very high bar here. This is this is the least you should be doing. And he never calls John Thompson by name. Governor Walls Later, made kind of a general statement of "there's no place in our discourse for this kind of rhetoric," but never said his name. And Mitch Berg talked about this on his program yesterday. Do you know? Do you ever see how progressives, when there is allegations of, of police brutality, you know, particularly against people of color, and you know the the story of Breonna Taylor down in Louisville, who was a victim of a no knock raid, and it turns out they knocked on the wrong door. And killed an innocent young lady, Brianna Taylor, while she was basically sleeping. And the major goof up, major bleep up, was uh, she was still living and died twenty minutes after she was initially shot. So, because she was not given immediate care, would she have been able to survive? Who knows? But she wasn't given immediate medical attention. That to me is the most damning indictment. And hopefully, something comes of of that. But my point is, Brianna Taylor, George Floyd, of course. What What is what is the one thing that's uh, polluting social media? Hashtag say his name or hashtag say her name. Well, as Mitch alluded to yesterday, and he called out Ken Martin and Keith Ellison and Tim Walls, all of those who showed imp- approval for John Thompson, say his name. You're going to condemn rhetoric? You're going to condemn violent statements? Then say the name of the person who's conveying that stuff. Two can play at that game. But... Obviously, that there's a little different standard, apparently. Uh, Thompson became an activist after his friend, Philando Castillo, was shot by police during a traffic stop in Falcon Heights in 2016, apologized on his candidate Facebook page Sunday. He's also been active in Ramsey County politics, serving as a recruiter for an advisory board that seeks to involve people of all ethnic bra- backgrounds in county politics. I became an activist and ran for the legislature to make a difference, to work diligently to fix our broken criminal justice system, dismantle institutional racism, and honor my friend Philando Castillo and become a symbolism of hope within our community, he said. I want to make a positive difference, and my comment on Saturday were not helpful, do you think? Inflammatory rhetoric is not how I want to address the important issues we're facing, and I apologize. On his personal page, he posted... Now I'm getting death threats for speaking the truth. And you say racism doesn't exist here in in Minnesota. Well, to say racism doesn't exist, I think, is woefully misguided. I mean, is it as pervasive as it's been in prior decades? No. But again, as I said many times on this show, it's okay to acknowledge that we have made incredible progress since the passage of the Civil Rights Act while also stipulating that there is work to do. That's okay to say that. It really is. So uh, I guess, you know, it, this incident, is it going to affect John Thompson's candidacy? Probably not. I mean, you know, he's the DFL candidate. Uh, I I once upon a time lived in that particular area. I grew up in that particular area, and it's always been heavily Democrat. Granted, the Democrat Party has become more radically left in the 30-plus years you know, since I live there, but nevertheless, if you have a DFL next to your name, people are just going to—they're going to vote for you in that area. And I'm not going to say they're underinformed voters or low-information voters. Not all of them, certainly, but they just feel that what Democrats represent, their policy stances, what are represented by Democrats, are in line with what they believe, and they don't put as much stock in a particular candidate or office holders personality okay so if you want to wonder how so many people voted for trump in 2016 there's your answer but apparently they don't get the courtesy of saying well i agree with trump's policy stances that's why i vote for him then those trump supporters don't get that courtesy apparently so there's definitely a a double standard there to be sure Uh, i get it this is a state level race as opposed to a federal level race i i get it but conceptually the way that mindset works is very similar. So, yeah, there was a follow-up story to this in the Pioneer Press about some of the reaction residents on the east side had, and we'll, we'll get to that when we come back the next segment. And are available to take your phone calls. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. It is me, Brad Carlson, back in the Patriot Bunker, and we'll be back with another segment in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go Nowhere. Tell me where are
1: we going this time? Whoa, look at all these options.
0: You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and
6: radio.com. Alexa, how do I fix a circuit breaker that keeps tripping?
7: Yeah. That sounds like something to save for the professionals. You need to call Early Bird Electric. Their expertise is troubleshooting and rewires. They're offering a free service call with purchased repair. Get same-day service and a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Early Bird Electric. Call
8: 612-THE-BIRD. Early Bird Electric. 612-THE-BIRD. If you've seen the first part of this investigation of the Red Sea Miracle, you won't want to miss the continuation. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code MINNEAPOLIS for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com and promo code MINNEAPOLIS to save 20% on Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. Salemnow.com promo code MINNEAPOLIS.
2: Relief Factor, effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two Weeks, Yes, two weeks and my pain was gone and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com.
3: Get an $8,025 high-efficiency gas furnace for just $4,012 through this special offer from Blue Ox Heating and Air in this station. There's just one half-price furnace. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab, then Half Price Offers, or call the station now.
6: Welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Continuing with our discussion of the aftermath of the Black Lives Matter protest led by DFL candidate john thompson he a candidate for minnesota house and district 67a which is the east side of st paul uh there was a pioneer press uh, story of kind of a follow-up to the story that i read in the first segment that uh they got some they kind of got their tried to get their finger on the pulse of some east side residents who were weighing in on this particular uh tirade uh, again, this is uh, Deanna Wagner from the Pioneer Press. a Minnesota House candidate's obscenity-laced tirade at Black Lives Matter protest in Hugo last week continues to stir controversy. The Pioneer Press reached out to districts of 67 or to residents of District 67A, asking what they thought of candidate John Thompson's actions. Eastsiders had plenty to say on the topic. The question was posted on two East Side Facebook pages. And nearly 500 responded, about 30 sent direct messages and were willing to be quoted. Thompson is running for the seat to replace Tim Mahoney, who is not running for reelection. He is challenged by John, uh, John Strominger on the Republican ticket. Uh, I'll just uh, read a couple of uh, quotes Uh, I was appalled at the language and behavior, said one resident, Uh, saying white people are racist was enough to disgust my wife and I. I was trying to keep an open mind about the BLM group, but my opinion has changed. Uh, I would have voted for, here's another one, I would have voted for John Thompson in the general election, but there is no way I will vote for him now. An angry, out-of-control man who uses poor judgment should not be in public office. I will either not vote for him or vote for the, uh, or write in a candidate. So, true to their DFL roots, ain't no way they're voting for a Republican, okay? They'll write in a candidate, which, again, shows you that he's probably going to win this seat relatively handily. Uh, here's Here's another quote. I believe in right to protest and free speech. I firmly believe that we shouldn't judge how others feel. Uh, But I am aghast that he, as someone who should be representing all people, is using such foul language, damning people due to the color of their skin and threatening harm. We must hold our elected officials to a higher standard. I believe he should lose his place on the ballot. Uh, And finally, another resident said, after seeing John Thompson's rant, I think that he's a complete and utter embarrassment to the community. And I would love to believe that there is no place for even an emotional outburst of this sort if you are running for office. So, again, these are obviously some of the uh, dissenters. Uh, There was one resident that said, you know, uh, early on he was a Democrat. Now he's no longer going to support the Democrat Party. Uh, You know, again, this is anecdotal, but there are plenty of those who showed support and said, you know, look, there are big issues at stake here. Yeah, we don't approve of the things he said, things he did. But they're advocating for he's advocating for policy positions that I support, which, again, Trump supporters don't seem to get that the benefit of the doubt on that one. You know, they can say until they're blue in the face that, well, we don't we don't like Trump, don't like his personality, can't stand his tweets. But he supports policy initiatives that are being put forth. And obviously a lot of uh, uh, of hesitant conservatives in 2016 indicated that judges, particularly the Supreme Court, was a huge issue and that and that sort of thing. So uh, again, there are plenty of residents that will support him, but or support uh, John Thompson, the East Side residents. But what are the politicians saying? Uh, the Pioneer Press reached out to politicians representing the area, including U.S. Rep. Betty McCollum, State Senator Fong Hodge, and Governor Tim Walz, who, li- who are listed as endorsing Thompson on his campaign page. All are Democrats. None responded for comment. Here is my shocked face. Uh, Showing a shocked face isn't good for radio. Uh, Though Walls has issued a statement saying we cannot accept the threatening behavior or rhetoric we've seen recently in Minnesota's political discourse. So he just kind of gave a general overarching statement without calling anybody by name, which, again, uh, shows an incredible lack of uh, courage. Uh, St. Paul City Council member uh, Nelsie Yang endorsed Thompson and said the Hugo incident has not changed her mind. White supremacists, Republicans, conservatives stormed to right-wing media and criticized a black man for the words coming out of his mouth rather than his message drenched in pain and trauma because police murdered his best friend, Philando Castile, and kill and incarcerate criminalized black people at disproportionate rates, Yang said. So there you have it, Republicans pounce. You ever notice that when a, uh, a progressive engages in objectionable behavior their objectionable behavior is not scrutinized as much as a Republican's response to it. Like, we we, we can't say that something is is inappropriate
4: or, yeah. or or beyond the pale. Both sides will go to many great lengths to justify what people within their party say. Oh, no <laughs> Even question. when it's awful things like this guy is saying. I, frankly, I, I, I don't know how anybody could vote for him. I've never seen any politician or even political candidate... Go off the rails like that? Have you? I've never seen anybody that's up for up for office go crazy like that. I really haven't. Maybe yeah. you have.
6: Yeah, I mean it's been well. I mean it's been more measured. I mean there have been plenty of uh, there have been plenty of sitting politicians who have said some, said some things. They weren't you know they weren't as uh, sure say angry or with a with a loud tone as as Thompson used, but. You know, in fairness, Republicans for a long, long time had it. There was a congressman out of Iowa, Steve King, that said some just sure flat out yeah. racist things. And then finally, this past year's Republican primary, Steve King was defeated, so he's not going to be. He can't run for re-election right. now that he's been defeated. So my point is, is yeah, you need to purge these people from your own party. But again, some are going to justify it, like this. Nelson Yang did. Well, he was just speaking out of uh, out of incredible pain because of what his Police murdered his friend, Flano Castillo, And I can understand that. Absolutely. You know, I I, I understand that. But at, at what, what
4: when you're berating think? neighbors and people who have nothing to do with Bob Kroll or the Minneapolis Police Department, when you're literally threatening them for just standing outside and being like, yeah. hey, I want to see what's going on in my neighborhood. It's just. And you know what? Maybe the setting is where it's throwing it off for me, because, again, the setting is just surreal as is. You know, this is happening up in Hugo, where things like this don't really happen. So the scene is incredible as it is, so maybe that's why I feel more charged about this, but I just... I Again, I can't actually place a definitive moment where I've seen a politician or a potential uh, candidate to be a politician. I, I've never seen anybody done something like what I saw Thompson do up in Hugo. I just I just haven't.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I, I certainly not to this degree, nor have I. It's not to say it hasn't happened. Um, but Correct. like I say, there have been plenty of objectionable things that sitting office holders have said that, again, may not have been. Uh, as angry or obscenity laced, but that doesn't make them any less abhorrent or objectionable. That is very true. And that's something, and this is a nice segue too, because L.A. Dengan, who will be our guest, he is going to be hes vying for House District 38B seat, which uh, covers uh, a significant portion of Hugo, not where this incident took place, but in the area. So he's certainly got his finger on the pulse of what's going on up there. So we'll talk to L.A. a little bit more about this. Uh, By the way, Alexander Deputy, very impressive candidate for Senate in Senate District 67. So it would cover that House district that Thompson is running in. Um, And he is running against uh, Senator Fong Hodge, who had no comment about what John Thompson did. Uh, He said, uh, again, uh, Alexander Deputy, he's actually an immigrant from Liberia and running for the Senate seat, said, when I was a child... I was a child when my family was forced out of our home and country by an armed mob, and I feel for those children in Hugo who were present during the event when it took place on Saturday. In regards to Thompson, deputy said, I can tell you that he does not represent all black people. He does not represent me. John Thompson has made it clear that he is concerned for one group of people, and to be a state representative, you need to re- represent all your constituents. And that's an excellent point. I don't know what the racial demographics are in that particular district. I mean, when I grew up, it was predominantly white when I grew up there in the in the 80s. Okay, it is certainly a lot more diverse as time has gone on, no question about it. Uh, as far as the breakdown of those demographics, I don't know. But that's an excellent point, and that's one that's going to be, obviously, a ten of this campaign. And here's another thing I can't help but wondering. A lot of suburbanites... Uh, broke and voted for Democrats in 2018, the midterm elections. And there is growing momentum for Democrats in these suburbs. But after seeing what's happening in these major cities and thus seeing how some of these neighborhoods, some of their neighborhoods are, are under siege. Now, again, this is just one instance. It's not to say that this is pervasive. It certainly isn't. It's one incident. But are people in the suburbs starting to say, you know what, this, this, is, this is something that we don't want to come up to our neighborhood, this unrest. We moved up to the suburbs and even more rural areas because we want privacy. We want quiet. Some people like being near the city and the hustle and bustle of it because it's convenient. I mean, let's be honest. The Twin Cities, you can get anywhere from the Twin Cities in a reasonable amount of time. Now where my wife and I live up in Ramsey, I mean, we've just we just conceded that when we moved up there, we're going to be far away from everything. But that was a more than a fair trade-off in our from our perspective, because we had a little more land, therefore a little more privacy, and it's it's a heck of a lot more quiet. Even from where we came from in Coon Rapids. We live in Coon Rapids near Highway Ten. And you know, even compared to that, it's a lot more lot more quiet. So my point is people seeing what what is going on with uh, some of the more radical elements of the Democrat Party. Are they the majority of the Democrat Party? I don't know, but they are definitely the loudest voices, rhetorically speaking, and bringing more attention to their cause than, say, some of the more moderate uh, candidates in their party. So we'll see how this goes. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. It's me, Brad Carlson. The closer back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
9: and <laughs> Face that rather be. Where
10: else can- At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we recognize that this school year was a little different for you, with families learning how to work and learn from home together. We also recognize that this won't last forever. As you look ahead to the fall and a new chapter in your child's education, TwinCitiesTuitions.com will proudly be here to help, with 50% off your students' first year at a brand new school. To see a full list of our partnering schools or for more information, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com
4: are you ready for retirement it's a simple question but if you're not ready it can severely impact your quality of life during retirement you cannot afford to take that chance here's david scranton best-selling author and ceo of the retirement income store you
3: don't have to cross your fingers and toes hoping for growth in this unpredictable stock market there is a more conservative way and that's to invest for income without all the stock market risk.
4: Call the Retirement Income Store at 866-935-9807 for a free no-obligation conversation with one of our income specialists who will answer any retirement-related questions you may have. Call 866-935-9807 now. To speak with an income specialist at the Retirement Income Store. That number again, 866-935-9807 for
3: the Retirement Income Store.
4: Where retirees go
3: for income.
11: Online at RetirementIncomeStore.com. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Parents, are you having anxiety over the indecision with fall schooling? Wondering if it's going to be online only? Oh no. Or partial online and in school crazy schedules? How can parents possibly plan for any of this? I'll tell you how. If you have a preschooler through third grader, you really need to look into Egan Montessori Academy. We have three locations and have successfully remained 100% open for childcare and school throughout these uncertain times. Egan Montessori prides itself in offering award winning childcare and a safe, sanitized school environment, offering proven, accredited programs that are sure to enhance your child's learning capabilities and teach them to enjoy the learning process. This sets them up for future success in school. The Montessori process works with the individual student in making sure each child is maximizing their potential. Fall is almost here, so for your free, no-obligation tour, go to emasouth.com. That's emasouth.com. Bringing peace of mind to parents and the love of learning to children.
6: Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. The Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You're also available to take your comments via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag Narn Show. with any comments or questions. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. I do want to get to a call quick before we move on to our guest. That will be joining us. Uh, Bob from Shoreview is calling in. Hey, Bob, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead.
12: Uh, Yes, as I was listening to you describe uh, this bullying and harassment and threatening by a mob of uh, the Minneapolis Police Union, Bob Kroll, I had this thought um, to say that all cops or most cops are bad because there's a few bad apples is irrational. And if someone overgeneralizes like that it shows that they have a political agenda and are using these rare incidences where black people get shot to gain political advantage i mean how do we even know that george floyd wasn't a result of him swallowing that fentanyl have you seen that video where they show a close-up of something in his mouth it's not proven that it was fentanyl we don't know for sure but have you seen that and what do you think about that
6: yeah, thanks for the call, Bob. We appreciate it. I I've heard rumors that that is what happened that he that uh, because he didn't want to get busted for possession and you know and I've seen the body cam footage and he was already already indicating that he couldn't breathe even before the officer knelt on his neck. Now, of course, that was a uh, certainly the um, officer kneeling on his neck was approximate cause of death. Uh, was it the full cause of death? Well, toxicologists were are definitely going to be probably taking the stand. So we'll, we'll wait, for the, uh, wait for the verdict on that. But, but here's the point I, I, I want to make, and Mitch brought this up on his show yesterday. They weren't so much protesting uh, police brutality, although that was certainly uh, a crux of their claim, but actually going after Bob Kroll, who's the union head for def- wanting to defend these four cops. And Mitch makes the point on his show that that's what a union leader does. They file grievances on behalf of the members of their union, which these officers were. Now, they have been, obviously, subsequently fired, but the point is is that Bob Kroll was doing his job, and that's what they're protesting. It's like, well, these these people don't deserve any kind of uh, defense. There's no defense for what they have done. Well, uh, I still believe in due process, innocence, innocent until proven guilty, so... Uh, Thanks for the call, Bob, but like um, like I say, I'm certainly going to be interested in when this uh, trial gets going about the fentanyl aspect, because yeah, I have heard that, that George Floyd ingested it uh, to try to hide it, and therefore there was uh, an absurdly amount of it in his system when he passed away, so obviously that's going to be the big part of the case. Uh, Speaking of uh, Hugo, Minnesota, we have on the line right now Elliot Engen, who is the Republican candidate in House District 38B which covers uh, North Oaks and a big part of Hugo, but not the part of Hugo where Bob Kroll's house is located. But nevertheless, uh, obviously, Elliot has his finger on the pulse living up in that area, as well as uh, White Bear Lake area. Going to talk about his house candidacy again. He is uh, going up against DFL incumbent Amy Wozlewick, who won her first term, part of the uh, big uh, anti-Trump wave in the suburbs that allowed the DFL to take control of the house. So, we're uh, going to ask Elliot to come on to tout his candidacy and uh, try to bring that seat back where it belongs in uh, Republican hands. Uh, Elliot Engen, first of all, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network, sir. How are you?
10: I'm not too bad. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk with you guys.
6: Well, Elliot, we definitely want to get into your uh, candidacy. Obviously, it's uh, it's coming up on crunch time here, a little more than two months until Election Day. But before we do, we've spent uh, a good part of the show thus far talking about the incident at Bob Kroll's home in Hugo uh last weekend and i know that your opponent in this race amy waslewick again dfl representative was asked about it and basically kind of punted on the question saying it was uh it wasn't even her district linda runbeck's <laughs> district who uh somehow that's supposed to make a difference uh elliot Engen? that she wouldn't even comment on it uh, so i guess I you being be having your finger on the pulse living in that general area elliot um what are some of the things that uh, you could share about uh, uh your own uh, personal interaction with what happened up there
10: Right. As you said, we, we can't be around the bush on these issues. I think right, left, and center should be able to call out this behavior for what it is. It's abhorrent. Uh, and we can have rational conversations without emotionally charged outrage culture. I think that that's largely what we saw out of lot of John Thompson, unfortunately. And we should be able to talk about like, qualified immunity database centers so we can make sure that police who aren't acting in the best interest of people aren't getting rehired elsewhere. But the second that we start calling for burning down cities, I think that's where uh, most people draw the line.
6: Yeah, absolutely. A, a bridge too far and as you said, I, I know that um there the DFL officials, particularly the DFL chair and the governor gave uh, tacit disapprovals and made generalized statements without actually uh naming any individual who was involved in this and and uh, uh you know, and as as we've brought up on the show many times, a uh, an activist in a in a rural BPOU can make a comment on a Facebook page and therefore it goes all the way up the the ladder to the uh, GOP chair to, to to condemn the behavior. But an actual DFL endorsed candidate apparently uh, uh, it doesn't it gets treated with rhetorical kid gloves. Definitely a double standard in place to be sure. Well, uh, Elliot, I guess we'll get get to know a little bit about you. I know you're from the uh, yeah. I believe you're from the White Bear Lake area. Um, tell us a little bit about your uh, grown up years and what made you decide to uh, run for uh, public office, Elliot Engin?
10: <laughs> well, it's been a crazy year to do so. That's for darn sure. But, you know, I, I grew up here in White Lake. I'm a sixth generation here in the district. And I definitely wouldn't have uh, saw myself doing this a year ago. But why I decided to run, well, it was 2019 and a poll came out. And it said that 74% of millennials and Gen Z are favorable to socialism. Um, you ask them the same question well, also asking them if they trust government, about 90% say no. So I saw that as an oxymoron, and I really do love yeah. this community. I love this, this place that I've been able to, to grow up, and I want my family to also be able to be um, raised here and have, communi- have confidence in the community. So I decided to run, and now obviously with COVID, with a, a budget deficit, with things like that, we have some serious issues that we need to address, and I'm really excited. And uh, with innovative solutions and also with, with conservative principles, I'm excited to, to hopefully uh, have the privilege of representing this community.
6: So I guess what is kind of the uh what's kind of the environment up there now and I and I ask that from the standpoint you know as I alluded to that in tw- the 2018 midterms a lot of suburban areas and not just here in Minnesota but a, a lot of, of them around the country we're seeing a demographic shift where typically outstate voters particularly here in Minnesota were largely DFL you know uh blue collar workers union types are defecting more to the Republican side which is a good sign but in the suburbs uh, it was an alarming trend where there was a lot of Republican stronghold suburban seats that were lost and thus allowed the DFL to take over the House. So, I guess in your district specifically, uh, are you hearing some more of that? Are you continuing to hear a lot of that pro DFL sentiment? Are people having uh, buyer's remorse with uh, Representative Wozlowick? Um, what, what can you kind of tell us with your finger on the pulse in your district? Well,
10: I can tell you this that we have a lot of, there's a ton of diversity in political thought here. And that's a good thing. I mean, yeah. If you have too much of one side, it tends to be group things. So I'm going up and I'm knocking on doors hundreds a day and I'm hearing from steadfast, hardcore Republicans and DFL members. And I, I, What I want to tell these, these DFL members is, listen, I've never, they say sometimes, I've never voted Republican in my life. And I say, well, look, I don't think that you're leaving that, that you're leaving the Democratic Party. I think that they're leaving you. Uh, when we can't call it this rhetoric like we just saw in Hugo, when we can't start talking about things like that. We can't have rational discussion. That doesn't seem to be a party anymore. It seems to be an activist group. And so that's really what I'm hearing at the door. They are receptive to that. I think that we need to be able to talk about things like racial inequality. We have to talk about the way that we conduct our policing. But we're calling for defunding the police. I'm sorry. If you live here in this district, I haven't heard any sentiments of people who are really on board with that.
6: So what are some of the, I guess, more salient issues within your district? I mean, as as you alluded to, you are going door-knocking, which in this era of covid uh, can certainly present its own challenges, that's for sure. But as you're talking to the constituents up there, what are some of the issues that they're conveying that are most important in their minds, Elliot Engen?
10: Yeah, so obviously on the back of COVID-19, healthcare is going to be a major uh, discussion. So we want quality, we want affordability, we want access. Um, how do we do that? Well, we need to make sure that the affordability, ac- affordability and access is improved, but at the same time that quality is maintained. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing calls for a single payer healthcare system. I just I I would not be surprised. And what I want to remind people is that that's not necessarily in the best interest of people. We want people to be able to have that have that access without being lumped onto a waiting list. And equating waiting lists with with actual healthcare is is not the way we want to go about it. So healthcare is definitely one of them. Education. We want our schools to be able to be well funded, well maintained, but also be able to take a look at the three out of six students who maybe aren't going to a second uh, secondary education in a university system. So vocational training, public-private partnerships, these are things that that people seem receptive to in the district. And if we can start having these nuanced conversations about that innovation how we can help everybody in the district, I think everybody's on board for that, despite whatever jersey color you're wearing, red or blue.
6: Yeah, and I guess uh, to kind of follow up with that – you know, obviously, the, the governor has had the uh, unilateral powers to kind of determine, you know, invoked his emergency powers every 30 days to kind of make executive decisions on how to handle this COVID pandemic. You know, whether it's been the, in the early on the shelter in place and then later on the, the statewide mask uh, mandate, um, any kind of indication? I know the governor's not on the ballot, but any kind of indication of how uh, people are, are are viewing that kind of decision making process?
10: Yeah, so it, typically I don't like playing politics with a pandemic. I just think it's very opportunistic. But what I am absolutely hearing, and others agree largely, is that we we should have had uh, some some. I guess we should have been able to think about things like long-term care facilities before May seventh. Mm. Uh, that's that's simply a warrant, and I think that if we were able, if we were able to bring not only uh, the other branches of government but also municipalities to the table in these decisions we have been able to shore up some of these things. And I've talked to small business owners. I've talked to entrepreneurs and people who are fighting to put food on the table, and they just simply don't understand um, all of the decisions that are being given top to bottom. So we've re- recognized that one-size-fits-all has proven to not work. Unilateral you know top-down decisions don't work. Um, and we would criticize the president if he did it. I think that's, sure. that's pretty uh, obvious. So why, why can't we do the same with, with our own state and the governor?
6: Once again, we are joined by Elliot Engen. He, the Republican candidate in Minnesota House District 38B, looking to unseat DFL incumbent Amy Waslewick. Uh Elliot, we need to take a quick break. Any chance you can hold over during the break and come back for just yeah, one more short segment? Okay. Yeah, Once again, Elliot Engen will be joining us for another segment. And we're here to take your calls. 651 651- 289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. Plenty of lines
4: but nothing to say. AM 1280,
0: The Patriot
1: to your mark. Set.
9: Some may see a sprinter. At the NFHS, we see a future leader already off to the races. Some may see a volleyball player. Good hit! Way to go, Woo! At the NFHS, we see a spike in confidence that will help her achieve her potential. What else do we see? Musicians learning to march to their own beat. We're the NFHS, the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and activities in America, helping today's teenagers develop the skills they need to become tomorrow's leaders. And we see it happening in communities across Minnesota every single day. Learn more about the NFHS commitment to youth at NFHS.org. This message presented by the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations.
4: So you're searching online for that perfect sermon series that you can really dig into, but you can't seem to find what you're looking for. I suggest you give GodTube.com a try. GodTube.com is loaded with sermons from well-known and revered Bible teachers who cover every topic you can imagine. And there are no shady comment threads or questionable content. Just great sermon after sermon. Hear God's Word daily, grow deeper in your faith, and be inspired by the sermon section on GodTube.com.
3: Quit smoking now for half price through this special offer from Breathe Therapy in this station. Get one Breathe Therapy program for $250. Breathe Therapy is fast, easy, and effective. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab and half price offers, or call the station now.
7: Welcome
6: back. AM1280, right. the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Here to take your call is 651-289-4488. Feel free to weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARNshow. That's hashtag NARNshow. Continuing our discussion with Elliot Engen, he, the Republican candidate in House District 38B, which covers North Oaks and a good portion of Hugo as well as White Bear Lake. Yeah, the city of Hugo's been in the news a little bit lately, to say the least uh talking uh, to Elliot about his uh, candidacy and everything that is uh, going on up there. Uh Elliot before I forget, obviously uh, this is uh, one of those uh, districts where uh, you know it's going to be a, it's certainly going to be a big ask for Republicans to regain the majority in the house, but uh definitely want to make gains if nothing else. So uh, as a result, people are going to want to try to help out candidates in any way possible. So, where could people find you? Social media sites, websites, whatever. Maybe even throw a few bucks into the uh, into the kitty and uh, move the campaign forward.
10: Well, I really appreciate that. Yes, you can you can uh, help out the campaign. Time, talent, and treasure are always uh, not only welcome, but they're, they're so so helpful. So, what we have to do is we have to go and spread the message. So, if you guys want to join in, uh, feel free to give me a call. That's all on my website www.elliotangin.com. You can shoot me an email at Ang at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we, we are always looking for help. So thank you so much.
6: Yeah, you bet. And as a matter of fact, uh, I, uh, uh at Carlson dot org for today's post promoting the show, I have linked to Elliot's website, so you can just click on his name there on my post, and it'll bring you right to the website. You can find out everything about him. And by the way, congratulations, sir! I saw that you recently uh, recently got engaged, so that's a very exciting time Thank in you. life. As if not, as if not much is going on in twenty twenty already. Uh, you take that on, <laughs> Elliot. I guess, so <laughs> I know it's a, it's
10: a roller coaster, but it's been a fun one. I'm really blessed. So. Excited to get married on September 4th of next year. Hopefully the world will be, it's been a normal by then.
6: I think we, yeah, we all are hopeful for that. That is uh, for certain. So uh, I guess uh, along those lines, in the era of COVID pandemics, uh, obviously campaigning has taken on a little different look, a lot of adjustments on the fly. Uh, what are some of the things that uh, you're doing to try to to mitigate the this particular issue? Because obviously it's still a very serious issue. There's still protocols in place so how are you balancing you know staying safe as well as you know running a very important campaign LA dengan
10: Well even to that yeah if we, if we can make it to this hopefully we can be ready for anything but you know we had to get creative and it's paid off I think we started a podcast unashamed um, we talked to not only police officers we talked to other candidates we talked to business leaders in the area um, those have been really proactive in being able to spread our message. And uh, social media marketing is obviously kind of the, the way that we had to go about it at the beginning of all this in March and April. But um, phone calls, emails, all this different stuff, we're, we're really taking it uh, to heart. We, we had to make these changes, and we can either see it as an obstacle or we can see it as an opportunity. And so while we were able to door knock for the first part of it, now we are. Uh, obviously, we're wearing the masks and social distancing, all that good stuff. But we do want to talk to people. It's really important. As candidates, we're transparent with our policies. We're transparent with our views, and you're able to actually see us and interact. So um, that's that's really what we've been up to. But it's been working out, and we're really confident.
6: Who are some of the uh, people that you would consider kind of your um, I don't know I guess mentors? Those who are helping you neg- navigate through this? Because obviously, you're being a young man, first time candidate. This kind of a new experience to be sure certainly uh, probably lean on a lot of uh, those who have gone before you. Who are some of, those, I guess, the key figures that have kind of helped you navigate this campaign? Well, I'm really blessed. We have a great campaign committee, and I have to give them a shout-out. So these, these people are over 40 people that have
10: really bought into what we're trying to bring to this district. Um, but two people in general that I can really think of, both former legislators, Cheryl McFarland and Matt Dean, mm. both of them have been so instrumental in being able to not only guide me in the right direction, and like you said, as a first-time candidate, it does get tough sometimes. You don't really know which way to go. Maybe there's a fork in the road. You have to figure out a quick decision. But um, it doesn't happen without a village. So that's really what we're doing. And I have to shout them out. They're so helpful.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, those are those are two names that uh, that were uh, veteran legislators have had a tremendous experience. Not only running campaigns, but of course, in being uh, elected office. That's for certain. So, uh, once again, uh, Elliot's website: uh, ElliotEngen dot com. Uh, I've linked to it at bradcarlson.org, so you can uh, find it there as well. Uh, LA, we've only got a, a few minutes left to go. Any uh, final words, any final thoughts you want to uh, share with the folks? I know, like I say, we appreciate you coming on, uh, sh- sharing your social media sites and website, and whatever else, where people can find out more about your campaign. But I guess uh, as we're wrapping up, any other uh, final words that you'd uh, like to share with the folks?
10: Well, I just want to say thanks for having me. It's really a blessing to be able to talk with you and kind of get that message out further. Um, it's been a crazy year, but we're going to forge ahead. We're really confident, and we're looking forward to uh, taking, the, taking the seat back. So thanks so much.
6: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We appreciate it. Like I say, we only got a, a few minutes to go. Before we let you go, Elliot, we do want to get to uh, one real quick phone call, and then uh, we do have to uh, wrap up the hour. Pat from Minneapolis is calling in. Pat, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network.
7: Yes, hi. Um, I have a couple of questions. Um, I'm not sure what all the cities are that um, that he would be representing in 38B.
6: Uh, Hugo, then, White Bear Lake, and North Oaks. Okay. Hugo, so Delwood, White Bear Lake, North Oaks. Like
7: so is that more well. of a Republican district then?
6: It has been, but uh, we're trying to get back at Republican hands, Pat. So, Well, uh, <laughs> okay.
7: so my suggestion is some campaigns qualify and some don't. And, Brad, maybe you know that there's this political contribution form. I think it's still in effect where you give to the campaign $50 for each person or hundred for a couple, right? And then you send; they send you a receipt, and then they're you're reimbursed by the state within I don't know three four weeks or something. Yeah, oh yeah, and that's still in play. does mm-hmm. He qualify? and If so, maybe the people around that area could contribute to him and not not be out any money. Actually,
6: I have a feeling, Elliot, that's something that uh, you're bringing up uh, quite often <laughs> with the folks in the uh, in the district.
10: <laughs> yeah, we
6: sure have. We've
10: been utilizing that. Not only does it help us financially, but um, it, it helps people know that they can actually partake in, in local politics without a break in the bank. And that's what we want to do. We want to be able to invite as many people into this as possible. And I think now more than ever, people are starting to realize that local politics directly impacts their life. Oh, no so question. So we're really, we're really excited for, for that.
6: Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's an excellent point. It's something I bring up practically every week. Is like you know we we all get drawn in by what's happening at the federal level and with the president uh, and uh, and his interactions with the U.S. House and U.S. Senate, and uh, you know those make for great headlines, great theater, and sure it has an impact, no question about it. But we can't lose sight of these local races, whether it's at the city council or state level. So that's a that's an excellent point. Well, Elliot, like I said. Honored to be joined by you today, sir. Uh, we'll definitely keep in touch down the road if you want to come back on, uh, share some more. We'd of love course. to have you because these are uh, these are important races, and they impact all of us around the state, like I said. So appreciate the time today. Have yourself a great rest of the weekend, and uh, we'll talk again soon.
10: Sounds good. Thank you so much, Brad. God bless.
6: You bet. Thank you. Uh, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. That uh, pretty much uh, wraps up our number one. Again, Elliott Engen, uh, House District 38B which covers uh, North Oaks and significant parts of uh, White Bear Lake, Hugo, and, as he mentioned, Delwood. Can't can't slight Delwood. I apologize to the residents of Delwood. I definitely want to get that city in there as well. So best of luck, Elliot. Again, we hope to have him on the broadcast uh, in the future. Hour number one, as I said, in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments right here, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in a few. Open all
3: the doors and let you out into
2: Closing time. Relief factor. Effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took relief factor for two Weeks, yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com.
1: Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
11: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
3: Premier Pool and Spa still has those Arctic spas in stock. Yeah, you mean I can go in and get a spa right now with no waiting? That's right. Some of the models do have waiting, though, but they do have a lot of in stock spas, too. They also have grills, pergolas, outdoor kitchens, fireplaces. You know, everything you need to make your backyard the perfect place to hang out in. Yeah, with as much time as we're spending at home, it's worth making it a great place to be, eh? You can do it yourself i don't know about you though or hire it up. that's maybe the better option if you can find somebody to help you well i know a couple of friends and maybe some ice cold beverages that could come and help me well maybe you'll come over and help too yeah we'll think about it well go over to premier pool and spa and see those arctic spas today they're the spas engineered for the world's harshest climates you deserve it yeah visit premier pool and chan Essen today premierpools.com premier pool and spa where